Nathanar Kassab. I'm co-founder and director of Ucidity. Uh, we launched Ucidity at the um, beginning of, of 2020, uh, just, just a couple of weeks prior to, to COVID. Um, and since then, we've, uh, me and my business partner have built uh, quite a, a great following of, of customers um, with, with plenty of success stories, both from our previous businesses and this business that we bought together. Um, the reason why we bought them together is because we wanted to offer a more end-to-end -end solution to our customers. So um, not just uh, branding, uh, the brand strategy and graphic design side, but then also blending that into the web, um, into the communication strategy, inbound marketing and, and content strategy. Mm -hmm. And with that, we all wrap it in with uh, CRM as well to help integrate uh, all the conversations you're having with a customer. And that way customers don't get left out of the conversation and you're always nurturing and supporting them. Uh, so that was the, the real focus was to, to build that end to end and to support businesses all the way through that journey. With that, uh, we've also found an opportunity to work with a lot of businesses at um, the director or C-level where mm -hmm. we actually sit with the board of directors um, or the, the, the C-suite and we help them align their budgets, assess their growth strategy and look at where marketing can support them get there and the kind of budgets they should be looking at in order to achieve those goals. So we really look at it as a more holistic offering, really looking at how the machine works overall rather than pieces of it. And then with that collaborating with the sales team, the service team, the delivery team to ensure that all the way through the process, a customer feels like they've, they've experienced this, this unified offering. Uh, so it's pretty key to kind of building that brand and as part of that is, is how you position yourself visually, how you position yourself in language, in content, and how it feels when people interact with your, with your business. Mm, cool. Thanks for the introduction, Bannon. And um, let, let's, um, let's walk us through your process um, in which you essentially creating more value for your clients. Um, like, for example, it, walk me through your process. Um, for, for example, what is the very first thing you do um, when a client um, essentially started working with you? Yeah, so the, the first thing we establish uh, are those components that I just spoke of. So what, where are they at currently? What are their growth goals? And how do we create an avenue or a strategy around reaching those goals? From there, we then align the, the budgets uh, a lot of people like to leave budget right until the end of the conversation. We like to bring it all the way up into the front because if you want to um, create a create an empire, if you want to create a castle, you can't start without building a good foundation and you can't do that without understanding how much resources you have at your hands. So the first thing is to, to understand, okay, how are we going to resource to create the goals that you want to? Is it a project that we could do in six months or is it a project that we're going to have to maybe stretch out to 12 months or you know, 24 months, how is the best way to manage this so that you maximize it in your cash flow and still achieve the goal that you want to achieve without feeling like you're, you're clutching for air or, or bleeding, you know, as a business. From there, we then discern what's, what, what, the, what the deeper requirements are. So from a brand perspective, from a design perspective, from a web perspective, from an um, inbound marketing content and um, systems perspective, CRM system perspective, what is actually necessary for this business to achieve this goal the most efficiently and effective way possible while creating a good brand, a good perception of that brand in the market. From there, um, we then filter that into deliverables. 
And with each one of the deliverables, we then discern timelines, et cetera, on what it's gonna take. And that's where we get to really leverage our partners. So a big part of our business is, is the partners that we have um, and partnering with great businesses that deliver great, um, whether it's video, photography, copy, mm -hmm. um, SEO support, pay-per-click, all those guys, we, we bring them in. And what our clients love is that we take care of the whole process. So we take care of assessing um, what the best solution will be. We take care of picking the right agency and bringing them in as a collaborative partner. In the end, they just want to feel like they can go to one person and say, hey, what's going on with this whole marketing thing? Where are the, where are the wins? Where are the, where are the shortcomings? What can we improve on? And that's what we really like to do. We're a sounding board and we really like to help develop and, and build those ideas. So by going through this process, we become the, the singular, singular point of call for the entire campaign for our client. And that way they can feel like we can always leverage what we know rather than trying to tap into multiple agencies, trying to understand what's going on. So. Mm, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so, so, so you and your team integrate yourself um, into your client's um, organization like a, a growth partner um, yeah. where you, you essentially look across different departments um, and I could imagine you work with sale department, marketing department and mm -hmm. customer service departments um, all across the board to really um, find out what are the best strategies that you can do to grow them, right? Yeah, because like things that, so that, that's a great point. Like what we love is when we start working with somebody and they, they start calling us their team. You know what I mean? Mm. You're our team, you're our team. We love that. And just because they might have somebody, one or two people working in marketing, it doesn't mean that there's not an opportunity for us to support them. Mm -hmm. So we become a resource to them to actually deliver on the things that, that we've agreed are going to be beneficial to the business. Mm. Uh, and the other thing in that is that, uh, like you said as well, a lot of people forget to ingrain it into the way the business works. You know, a lot of people write a vision for the business, but the businesses that we've worked with that, that turn that vision and those values that they've written into something tangible are the ones that use it every day in the language that they use. When they talk to the team, they, when they talk, they, they insert the words, they insert the language of the values and the vision into everything they say. And then what happens is the team starts to live and breathe that, that philosophy. And then they take that every conversation every customer interaction every touch point that's when it starts to become um really a tangible piece of the brand and something that people start to relate to people start to relate to your brand and people always seek to create that uh or business owners always seek to create that that uh home brand you know the brand like the kleenex of, of tissues or the the hoover of vacuums you know that doesn't just happen overnight it happens because you live and breathe the culture that is that is is a lifeblood to the way the business goes mm. and by by understanding that and looking at your marketing team rather than uh, rather than just a piece of of you know a necessity for the business okay we need to get into marketing because we need more leads start looking them at a way of establishing a positioning and a way of communicating the business because essentially that's what they're doing they're going out to the public and they're the first point of call that somebody gets before they call somebody at your business right They're going to see copy on the website. They're going to see content on the website. They're going to see the branding on the site. They're going to see a flyer, a poster, something. It's going to be initial contact before they even call you. So you want that to resonate with every single person in the business that as soon as they pick up the phone, they feel like they're talking to the same person who wrote the website, you know? So. I see. Well, um, yeah, that's that's a very thoughtful way to do it. Um, it. It's kind of like a 
you are the extended um, you are the extended um, marketing team is not the right word because essentially you I can see you you going in um, and you connect in different mm-hmm. people different departments in it right um, you have these sometimes businesses have like brilliant people in the marketing department and they're thinking about how to make brands stronger and this and that but it doesn't necessarily connect with what the sale people are doing but they are yeah. also working really hard to make the business yeah. successful so the way I'm seeing it is that you come in and you kind of making sure that they work together um, exactly. and they and and they 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 have the same messages all across mm-hmm. uh, the board how do you do that like like do you meet with them every day you meet with your clients every day or how how does that work we we often end up meeting with our clients especially in the early days on mm. a somewhat weekly basis if not more often depending on how proactive we are with being uh within each campaign Uh, The key thing is, is really the start of the relationship. The start of the relationship, we get to know who the sales team is, who the operations team is, who the CEO is, who the directors are of each department, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That way, when we're having conversations, we can speak straight to the person who's going to be closest to the thing that we need to know, right? And it is true. And in a lot of businesses, it's quite often segmented. It's like the marketing guys are here and the sales guys are there. And they don't don't ever talk to each other, you know? Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is from the information that we get back is that around 67% of your projects or your client opportunities get lost in that that miscommunication, you know? Marketing is saying one thing and and sales is saying another thing. Or marketing is, is putting a special on something and sales is not across it. Somebody calls and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you don't even know about the specials that you guys run or you don't even know about the services that you guys provide. That already fractures the trust. And every little fracture of trust that makes it harder and harder for that client to want to, to you know, engage you for, for whatever service it is. So mm. the key thing is, is really knowing all the key players in, in, um, in, in the teams and then help bringing them together. So like even yesterday, we had an example where we had three different businesses, three different stakeholders come with each of their individual teams from sales, investment, and um, directly with the CEO. And they each brought the, the, the leaders of each of their teams. And we were able to sit with all of them and get them to align to one focus, to one uh, outcome that they want to see for the business. And with that, then we can drive that whole messaging forward. Now the sales team who's got the closest interaction with the customer says the customer loves this. And the directorship or the leadership wants to see X message being passed. And we can then bring that together, um, what, I, what I call the hybrid. Uh, so it's not too not too corporate and not too not too salesy, and we we make the hybrid for them, and then that way we can bring a, a cohesive message that supports everybody's vision for the business. That's awesome! Wow, thanks for explaining that. Um, and and um, in terms of like uh, building um, building the brand, so so what great about that is you essentially you fix the disconnections um, between the internal teams inside mm-hmm. of a brand. And then also helping them to making their messaging towards their audience or towards the customer become clearer and more consistent, right? Yeah, that's it. And 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 so um like um can you also share a little bit about um, different type of contents or different type of channels that you are creating different type of content distribute on different type of channel, like um how do you collaborate them? How do you distribute them? Um, so that you can support your client's brand? Yeah, sure. I think that's a great question. I think 
the the most important thing is to is to never think that th there's no channel that's off the table i think is mm -hmm. the best way to say it right mm -hmm. everything's on the table until mm -hmm. you understand where your customers are coming from and where your customers go to find you that's mm -hmm. the first part where are they going are they going to facebook are they uh, is it a pro is it a product that i would call um uh, a low consideration product something you just buy instantly or you know you think it looks cool or fun or novelty and you just buy it or is it something that would be a considered product something like a car or a professional service where people really sit down they want to see all the details they want to go through all the, the numbers and make sure that it offers the value that they're looking for um, depending on whether it's more like a commodity versus versus a considered purchase then you start to understand, okay, where are the best places for us to put content? Mm. Uh, where are the people that are going to be looking for this type of product? Where are they going to be? Then, then you start to analyze. Then you start to, we go out to our partners. We say, okay, we think the best place for this product is, is going to be Facebook because it's more of a, or, or Instagram because it's more of a commodity. It's a quick purchase. Uh, or maybe it's, it's something that needs a little bit more discernment. So let's, let's see where, how well it will do on Google or LinkedIn. Where are the avenues where we're going to see the most effective um, most no, the, the right fit type of customer is interacting and engaging there. Mm -hmm. That's step one. And we find that out and then we start to then explore the channel. What should we be doing? Should we pr be producing content? Should we be running ads? Should we be doing both of them? Do we boost posts? Do we boost videos? Do we create video content over photographic content? How, what's the content mix in there that's mm -hmm. going to be most effective? Uh, for, the, for the client and then also engaging copywriters and content producers to, to assist with that where, you know, like I said before, whether it's the copywriting or the, or the videography, uh, also looking at email, like email's not dead. We also look at, um, I think the email, email is oversaturated. So saying the right thing and saying it the right way is, is important. We had an email that we put out last year, which was one of the best emails we had of the year. And the subject was, how we lost the $60,000 project. And people just were intrigued. Like, what do you mean? Why are you telling us that you lost such a great project? And, and then, and how did you lose it, right? It created a level of intrigue and it was valuable information because people want to know, okay, what did they do wrong? So I don't, I don't have to do that same mistake or what am I maybe missing that I'm missing out on, on opportunities like this? Uh, and that was one of the most popular ones. So giving something that actually gets people, entices them to, to read it, but also don't feel like you can't be vulnerable or mm. authentic. And I think a lot of people just go for generic mm. because they'd rather not say anything that might sway mm. people's perception of them, or they don't want to say, um, or they want to put themselves on the line. You know, they don't want to be vulnerable. And they miss this opportunity to actually connect directly with the people that they're talking to, especially when you're looking at services. People want to know the people they're working with. And if you're trying to like keep everyone at arm's length, it makes it very hard for people to connect, you know? Uh, so that's, that's kind of key from the, the content perspective and how we would use it. And then also, um, we like to talk to a lot of people about direct mail, you know, the old mailbox that- Really? really wow. Yeah, nobody really touches the, like with the right messaging, the right campaign. Wow, that's, that's pretty nobody, cool. Nobody goes to the mailbox anymore, right? Mm -hmm. My mailbox yeah. has maybe got two or three things in it now but nothing of interest. What if somebody put something interesting in there? What, what if somebody put something bulky in there or, or tangible, you know, it had like a bit of, a bit of texture to it. What if somebody put something in there that actually mattered, you know, rather than just boring bills and letters and then a couple of, of cheap, you know, A4 pieces of paper that have been cut out by hand. 
if you put something in there that actually gets people to go, what is this? And open it. All of a sudden you capture their attention. Now they might not, likely they won't convert on that one, that white iron. Maybe they, maybe you will, maybe you'll get a small number of conversions. But what will happen is if it's wrapped into a good campaign, that first engagement makes you very, very memorable. And it really seeds the next interaction, right? And the next interaction could be uh, a, a Facebook ad or a Google ad or something like that. Now there's a level of intrigue. They see your logo come up again. They see your branding come up again and they go, oh, I've seen these people. They sent me that crazy letter or whatever it was the other day. The other thing you could do is if you wanted to directly reach people is you could register the mail so that you know when it arrived and then you could call them and say, hey, you know, I sent you a letter the other day or I sent you an invitation to my webinar or whatever it is, you know, I'd love for you to join us. Depending on, you know, your market size and the type of market you're going after, especially for professional services, that's not, that is a very um, achievable goal. Um, for a bigger brand that's trying to sell, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of, of t-shirts, this is definitely not the right kind of campaign, but it's another way to tap into a client that other people aren't tapping into. And a lot of people have just neglected mail because it's in the too hard basket, but they don't think of it as part of a greater strategy. And it's actually quite cost-effective too, you know? Cool. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, Banner. And um, also in terms of like creating the content and, and making sure that the quality of the content is there, um, like what is your process for quality control? Because um, you mentioned that you have different kind of agencies or partners mm -hmm. that essentially helping your clients, right? Um, whether it's a pay ad um, or whether it's uh, creating written content, videos mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, how, do you, how do you manage the quality of the content? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a huge piece of it, right? Which is why we have these specific partners and why we're constantly looking for quality partners to add into the mix is because once we set the tone and we set the, the expectation with the client, and once we set that expectation, everyone that we bring in to support us has to deliver at that same, at that same expectation, at that same level. So we really hold true to exactly where that business wants to go and how it wants to position. And we make sure that that briefing and understanding of the, the positioning of the brand is, mm -hmm. is key to when we're bringing on a partner. We say, look, this is what they want to achieve. This is how they want to achieve it. Do you have experience in this space? Do you have like experience like it doesn't have to be directly with this industry what other representations do you have within similar sectors etc what can we take to the table to show the potential of what we can achieve by by actioning this um, and whether that's case studies or a, a, a quick analysis of the market you know our part, different partners deliver that information in different ways and uh seeing their content, experiencing their level of service in the past or experiencing it through one of our uh, broader network uh, is how we kind of discern whether or not they're gonna be a right fit for us and whether or not they're gonna be able to deliver what we need. And once we've, we've identified that and they're a right fit for the project, that's when we then bring them on board, we'll introduce them to the, the leadership there. And then, you know, obviously they'll be wrapped into the project. Uh, so it's it's pretty sent, it's pretty key that everybody's aligned on exactly what the expectation is, um, and then it comes down to us. And this is what you know part of the other side of that service that they love, um, our, like our our clients love, is that we're the ones that that are um, take the responsibility of ensuring that all the partners deliver. 
and and wow. as a leader in a business they can't take on more things on their head it's just too many things to think about so being mm-hmm. able to say okay you take care of this and make sure that our expectations our goals are being met that's really powerful for a leader to be able to go great i know somebody who understands the industry understands how it should be delivered and what should be delivered is taking care of it because often business leaders know what they want but they don't know if if jeff down the street or their cousin or this agency is going to deliver better or worse you know mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing is that everybody hates the empty promises in our industry. And that's the thing that scares people away from it. So what we do is we become a conduit for making sure that the right people end up with the right kind of business to make sure we get the best, um, the best targets, best goals achieved. Mm, I see. Would you say that this is more like a suitable for uh, brands or for companies that are already established or what about like uh, the startups, um, people that are new, companies that are new, um, are they going to be able to do the same thing? And Yeah, look, we have, we have tools and we, have, um, and we look at payment options to then uh, allow smaller businesses to also get in the game. You know, I don't think it's, it, it's not the size of the business that, the, that necessarily changes the budgets, it's, it's the mm-hmm. outcomes, right? So what yeah. we do is we try and understand what the outcomes are and we go, okay, at the size of your business with the, the goals you want to achieve with the cash flow that you have, instead of going this way, why don't we go this way? And eventually we'll achieve that goal, but on the way mm-hmm. we can, we can hit some milestones. Mm-hmm. And what we try and do is we try and create some milestones that help build the cash flow in the business so that by the time they want to eat, hit the, the golden goal, there's, there's cash already coming in, there's customers coming in, there's, 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 um, there's, an energy around the business that you know the ball the ball is already rolling you know Um, rather than trying to start when you have very little or you're just trying to get customers in and trying to go for the mega brand let's let's start building up your positioning building up your your um leads your traffic whatever it takes to then bring some more cash flow into the business so that when so that you're ready for this goal, maybe in three, six, 12 months down the track, but we can map it out and make it more like a plan rather than just going for the thing that's the best bang for, for buck for us, you know? And I wow. think that's another thing that our clients appreciate is that we're very agnostic on the, on the strategy, you know? Like sometimes we launch strategies where it'll, it'll be more one of our partner's role than our role in, mm. in the delivery. You know, and, and we don't, that's not, that's not our goal to make every penny we can off every customer. Our goal is to make sure they get to where they need to go. So if they need to, if they need to invest all their money in, in Google ads, then let's start with Google ads and then eventually it'll wrap around and we can then support you on the other end. But if you don't even get there, if you can't build the cash flow, you can't build the traffic, then you're going to be bleeding from day one, trying to create what we're trying to create for you, for the goal that you're, you're looking to achieve. So what we do is we map it out over a phased approach so that you get as much as you need now to be able to set you up for what you need in the future. That's really awesome. Wow. Um, that's really a differentiator um, in your services, I think. Because um, is it like, a does it put a lot of pressure on you um, to really go in and, and really find out what kind of strategy for the short-term kind of like income and, mm-hmm. and make it longer um, and, and all of that? 
Yeah, I think in the early days, definitely. Um, it was a lot harder to discern what the best process would be. But now, um, especially with my business partner, we're able to, to use each other like a sounding board along with the client and their insights come in. Um, it's very easy to see, okay, with your type of clientele, with your type of product, here is probably the best place for you to go. And then we start bringing in the partners to analyze that and say, okay, is that the best place? Like we were looking at, we support a wellbeing center up in, in Lebanon um, and she's opening up another center in Dubai. And we, we had a look at what her options are. And she was like, well, I got this, this, this proposal from a marketing agency and they said I should get, you know, I put X amount into Google ads, X amount into Facebook ads, X, 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 X. And when we started, I started looking at this proposal and I was like, well, they haven't said why you should go to Google or why you should go to Facebook. Like what's the difference and what's the benefit and what is it that you're trying to sell? So I went to my partners and I said, okay, Hey, have a look at these products what of these products or services, how effective would it be in Google versus how effective would it be in Facebook? Mm. And we had two of our partners have a look at this. And at the time, especially in the Middle East, it's not exactly a service that people go out and look for. It's a service that people get referred to, right? Mm -hmm. So pouring money into Google ads, which is very much a keyword-based search, if people aren't searching it, then they're not going to find her. And if you get a referral, typically somebody will give you a card or tell you the name and you'll just go straight to the name. You won't hunt around from person to person. So where is it that you can capture an audience that maybe has no idea that she exists? And that's where places like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, where people are engaging and just scrolling through, not necessarily looking for anything. Mm -hmm. And by happenstance, will come across something that, they inter that interests them, right? That's where we can, you know, with the correct targeting and everything, you can start to reach people that may not have engaged in this product otherwise. And that's where you start to captivate a whole new. We said, well, you know, we could go down the Google Avenue. We could go down the social media Avenue. We could go down like there's so many different avenues, but from what we're seeing and what the data is telling us, there's not a lot of search results here. So to throw our money there probably would not be as successful as if we then put our money here. Mm. And that was the key thing was like, okay, let's, let's focus on what the best channel is for the kind of product and the kind of engagement that's currently happening in your area, you know, in your, in your demographic. Wow. That's, um, that's pretty cool. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and, and also, um, I have one last question for you and we might, um, we'll, we'll probably invite you back on our upcoming content marketing virtual summit. Um, through working with uh, many partners, uh, content creator, uh, marketers out there, what do you see is the number one mistakes they make um, in their process that would make their content marketing become more effective? A good question. I'll preface it first by saying this, don't recommend what fits you best as an agency recommend what fits them best as a customer. And even if that means you recommend them to somebody else, mm -hmm. that's always better than, than burning a bridge because in the end you hurt your own reputation. Mm. So I think like then when it comes down to the content itself, I think the biggest challenge is for most people it, is to put yourself in the position of the customer themselves and what the customer is asking, what is it that they're um, what is it that this solution offers to them? Like what's in it for them, you know? And a lot of people talk about, you know, look at the, the pain points, look at the pain points and speak to the pain points. The pain points aren't always the best points, you know? Mm -hmm. 
um, sometimes the pain points remind them why they don't want to do something as much as it does remind them why they should do something. What we think about is how do you intrigue them? How do you get them to think, oh, wow, that could be me or that could be the opportunity that I could create or why aren't I doing this, you know? How can you intrigue them or what I shouldn't do, you know, like we did. We did a what you shouldn't do for ourselves. And that's what got that engagement back with the customers, um, with, with those, like our, our network. Um, I would say don't use... If you want to create something, create it yourself. Don't use AI. Actually mm -hmm. spend time thinking about it and create something that is based on what your customers are already telling you. Your customers are already telling you things. Like they're already saying, I have problems with X or I hate experiencing X or why do I always feel like, you know, write something about that. Create content around that. Send them an email saying, hey, I've heard that you're experiencing X or other businesses just like you have experienced X. Is this, is this something you experience, you know? And then refer them to somebody else. Like say, look, I've heard uh, like a lot of our customers are complaining about video and how they can produce video. Here's an article on how you should produce video. And here's some partners that would be great for you to connect with. Become so valuable to them that they see you as the best place to come for any source of information. And then they, even if they end up working with a partner of yours, they will always remember that they came through you and that you're the best place to come for the best information, the best experience, the best partners, the best, et cetera. Be that person. Because then you're not worried about whether or not they're going to leave you because the project did or didn't work. Your concern is about supporting them in the best way possible so they get the best outcomes. And they'll trust you when you say it didn't work because of XXX. Rather than excuse, you can now validate it. They now trust the information that you're saying. And a lot of people... A lot of in, uh, businesses within the industry, especially our industry, go back to the client and say, look, this is not working, this is not working or, or whatever, but they're not seen as a valuable part of the business, right? They're seen right. as a cost center to the business and they go, well, you're not only are you costing my, me money, but you're also not hitting the goals. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, so you, you've, you're basically lugged out, you know? Right. So turn yourself into somebody who's more important than, than hitting the goals by being more aligned with them as a business rather than a client and by aligning with their customers as if you were the business rather than an agency wonderful advice <laughs> yeah very wonderful thanks for sharing that uh, banner of your insight today and also um, your advice and your bad practices thanks for your time that was a pleasure thank you